Have you noticed yourself fixating on small things to avoid big things or getting really frustrated about small things? Maybe you feel out of control of your body and your life and so you try to control your workouts or try to control your nutrition or try to control your schedule. Maybe you don't even know what makes you happy but you know you're not happy. Maybe you feel unsatisfied in your career or your relationships. Whatever it is, if in the quiet, honest moments with yourself, you know you could be happier, This is the episode for you. Let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sister, how are you feeling in your body today? I'm going to actually ask you to go a little deeper, deeper than fatigue and clothes fitting too tight and bloating to the place inside your body where you feel aligned and most like yourself. We have this tendency to fixate on small things to avoid big things in life. I know that when I felt out of control or unhappy in aspects of my life that felt too big to handle, I would really fixate on my food or my fitness or my body. When I began to kind of unravel that the hormonal chaos of my body, I discovered parts of myself that were really out of alignment. Maybe maybe you don't know what makes you happy. Maybe you feel unsatisfied in your career or your relationships, and that's creating a further stress and imbalance. Whatever it is, if in the quiet, honest moments with yourself, you know you could be happier this is the episode for you. I realize how much of the other aspects of our life, other than food and fitness and sleep, can actually impact the stress levels in our body, impacting those hormones further. So I wanted to bring on an expert today who I am just so excited to have to shed some light on this huge piece. So help me welcome Christina Deering, who's a shaman healer and empowerment coach on a mission to help you discover your divine purpose Quit the job you hate and make lots of money doing what you love. She helps you heal everything that's in the way of what you want by combining ancient wisdom with revolutionary healing modalities. She's a two-time Goss Manifest Magazine featured healer, best known for creating more powerful results in one healing session than decades worth of therapy. I mean, who doesn't want a little more of that? Welcome, (laughs) Christina. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to dig in with you today. This is such a potent topic that affects everyone, (laughs) ourselves included. Yeah. Yes. And and it's constant, right? I don't think it's like a journey you, you like reach a destination and then you're done. It really does feel like a process, doesn't it? 
Yeah. We're always evolving. And that's what I think. uh, I love to take the pressure off of people thinking they have one divine purpose for being here. Mm. It's like that purpose evolves as we evolve. Like I started out being a life coach and then Mm. that transitioned into, I'm curious about Reiki and that transitioned into, Mm. I'm curious about shamanism. You know, if someone had told me six years ago, you're going to be a shaman, I'd be Googling what's a shaman. You know, it's (laughs) like, it's one of those things where it's like, what do you mean? So it just, it evolves as we evolve. Um, that's actually an amazing point. Let's start there. I mean, shaman, (laughs) empowerment, healer, divine purpose, those feel like big, full, juicy, but full words. Can you tell us a bit about what that actually means and, and how you did get here? Yeah. Yeah. So the really cool thing about shamanism is you're basically connecting to your highest self, which is your soul. Mm-hmm. you're grounding it into this existence. And so what I do as a shaman is I help you interpret what your soul is desiring for you to know. Cause mm-hmm. I think sometimes we lose that. It's kind of like we're born with it. And then people are like, Oh, that's just your imagination or don't do that, honey. That's you're playing too far outside the lines or mm-hmm. be quiet or don't be too loud. All these things where it's like, suddenly we're placed in these smaller and smaller and smaller boxes and we lose sight of how to connect with our soul. And so as a shaman, I, that's one of the many things that shamans do, but what I love to do is help people reconnect with their soul and the parts of themselves that they feel like they've lost so that they can live in, in alignment with their soul and their most authentic self and just really like honor why they came here and what they want to do and that it's not too big and it's not too far outside of the lines. Like we're not meant to be cookie cutter versions of each other. And I think we often feel like we should to be accepted, but there's a huge difference between fitting in and belonging. Mm -hmm. Like I remember Brene Brown talking about this and it just hit me one day where I was like, Oh my God, I've been trying to fit in for so long where it's like, Mm -hmm. sure, I'll be this chameleon. I'll do that. I'll do this. And I lost myself in the process and suddenly realizing, wait a minute, if I can just belong within myself, Mm -hmm. I belong in every room I walk into. I don't have to fit into what everyone else is saying. I just have to honor my truth. And that feels so juicy and so good when we start to do that. That's a, wow, that's a really powerful point because I think one of our greatest human needs is to feel a part of something, right? You used to feel yeah. like we belong, but I know that feeling really well where it's like you try so hard to fit in. So you, either you shrink yourself or you, you know, chameleon yourself in one way or another. But like in my mind, when I pictured, it, it's almost like you're still this separate entity as you squeeze yourself into the the circle you're trying to be a part of, as opposed to becoming one with it, or just already feeling like, as you say, worthy, just as you are. Yeah. I think about it almost like there's like this beautiful song playing, like everyone's playing a different note. We're all meant to play like that unique note. But if we're all trying to play the same note, it's not this beautiful, harmonic, beautiful, like there's just no harmony there. Like we're not hearing the beauty of what it could be when we're each playing our own individual note versus like, let me try and play yours, but it's a little bit off key because it's not really who I am. And then it starts to sound like, not like us. We kind of lose ourselves in that process. That's a really, that's a beautiful analogy. I mean, I talk a lot about hormones really feeling like um, they're really like an orchestra like that as well. They work together in in so many ways. So it's really cool to picture it that way as well. Like, is yeah. so is this feeling that you have of being able to belong just as you are? Is that when you know you're in alignment with your purpose or your divine purpose? Yes. And I feel like it's when you just start to honor yourself and your truth and you don't feel like you need to say something for someone else to like you. I think it really starts with, do you like you? 
Mm-hmm. And what was really powerful is I, I remember working with a, a coach maybe five or six years ago. She kept asking me like different layers of why. She's like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, because of this. And she's like, well, why are you doing that? And I'm like, because of this, why are you doing that? And when we got to the bottom of it, I realized my answer was because I don't like myself. And I remember being like, this is actually incredibly empowering. Like, Mm -hmm. because that's a problem that I desire to fix. Like, I don't want to be doing things from the core wound of, I don't like myself. Therefore I'm working against myself. Like I wasn't even on my own team. And so it was like this inner dialogue of just like being mean to myself and doing things that were counterproductive. And so it was like, whoa, I get to be on a journey of liking myself. What does that even look like? Instead Mm. of trying to fit in and have other people like me, it's like, do I like myself first and foremost? And then when you like you, you stop caring who likes you. Like the people who are meant to find you, your tribe, your soul tribe will find you because you're being let's say like neon green versus like forest green and you're surrounded Mm -hmm. by a bunch of forest green. And then when you start shining neon, like suddenly your people that love you, that respect you for who you divinely are, doesn't mean they're exactly like you, but they're, they're shining too. Mm -hmm. Those colors come together and you create this soul tribe that feels so, so much more like home than trying to fit in or be that chameleon. Oh yeah. That's a really good one. So when we're I guess my question around this is like when we're living out of alignment Mm. or, you know, out of purpose, how does that show up in our life and and even in our bodies? Like how does that, you know, that would be relevant to, you know, women struggling to feel good or relevant to our hormones even right now? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really powerful question because for me, I, and I didn't know what human design was for a little while, but once mm-hmm. I found out what it was, it actually really helped me to know what was for me and not for me. So mm-hmm. there's things called like, um, self-theme, not for self-theme. And so mm-hmm. as a generator by human design, I get really frustrated when something's not for me. And so what that feels like is it feels like things are closing in. Mm-hmm. I remember at my, I was working in corporate for a really long time. And I remember at like 22 being like, can I retire? I hate this. Like, I just feel closed off. Every email that's coming in is making me angry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a problem. I want to retire at 22. I've got a while. Like, okay, <laughs> something's a little bit off here. And so, but what I started to notice was when I felt like, deeply satisfied or deeply just expanded. Like it felt like my chest was like my heart center felt just like bigger. And like there were, it felt like I just had this like expansive energy moving through me. And that's, those were things that I was doing in my job then where it was like, I was helping people through conflict, right. Where I was helping people through, um, finding solutions for things that, um, other people were like freaking out about. Like those are my, like the things that gave me a lot of excitement and purpose in my corporate job was like, I'm in charge of team health and happiness. Like I started to be like, I want to do that. Like that feels fun for me. And so starting to follow and create the things that felt expansive in my body versus constricting. And so I think um, when things start to feel really constricting, we're meant to actually shift the energy in it. So like, let's say you're doing something in your day-to-day job and you notice like, my chest feels tight every time I'm pulling together contracts or every time I'm crunching numbers, like I'm just feeling like frustrated about this task. There's three things we can typically do, which is one, do you actually need to do the task? Like sometimes it's like, I'm doing this task and it doesn't actually need to be done. I can actually just throw it away. I'm doing it because I thought I needed to and I don't. Or two, it's like, can I delegate it? Instead Mm -hmm. of just throwing it away, can someone else do it who will actually do it better, who loves crunching numbers? Or three, if I have to do it, 
How can I change the energy in the space that I'm doing it? Can I start listening to music while I'm doing it? Mm-hmm. Or can I start to actually shift the energy in something else that I love to do that will fuel the thing that I don't necessarily love? So it was a bit of a tangent, but your body is going to tell you where energy shifts need to happen by whether or not it feels closed off and mm-hmm. tight. Like we know that tight chest feeling yeah. or when we feel like in flow and excited where we're like, oh my God, I've been doing this for six hours. I thought I was here for 30 minutes. Like mm-hmm. I haven't eaten or eaten. Like I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I love, I love that explanation of how, you know, almost like how, you know, when you're in flow was when time just kind of disappears, yeah. kind of like when you're falling in love. Right. And it's yes. like, literally yes. you hear nothing else, think of nothing else. Like it's yes. all consuming in its own way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I find that really, really interesting. Like, do you, so this, this, <laughs> I have a couple questions here. One, I, I find, so what you're talking about is, is really, I think, paying attention a bit to what your body is saying and how you're feeling. And I know for myself, one of the biggest reasons that I, you know, I think found myself so far out of alignment is that I wasn't even paying attention to what my body said at all. I'd almost sort of moved really out of that and really stuck up in whether it was just task orientation or like getting stuff on a to-do list or just not even recognizing, like this is why the Period Whisperer podcast is called the Period Whisperer podcast. So we listen to the whispers of our body. How Mm -hmm. do you even begin, if you're like I was, Mm -hmm. um, how do we even begin to create the habit of recognizing what our body is saying or that it's saying anything and then trusting in it? Yeah, so... There's several different ways. And I think it kind of depends on which one feels juiciest for you. So certain things are like, you could set alarms on your phone. Like this is kind of like Mm -hmm. a, like a very like human thing to do, or you can set some alarms and just check in with your body for a minute, you know, and just say like, huh, what sensations am I feeling in my body right now? Because it takes just a minute to tap in and just say like, what am I feeling? Am I feeling really tight in my chest? Maybe I can just take a, a walk around the block for a second. Like, can I move some of this energy that I feel like I'm so closed off in this space where it's like, we're almost like, go, 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 go. That suddenly we get a break and we just start crying. And it's because Mm -hmm. it's all this energy that we haven't let ourselves process. So yeah, that's what used to happen to me. I would be like, go, 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 go. And then Christmas break would happen. And I would just find myself depressed, anxious, sad, crying. And I'm like, I never cry. What's Mm -hmm. happening? And it's like, well, yeah, Yeah. you didn't let yourself cry for 360 days. Like it's time to create space for that. And so it's like just one checking in, that's one way that you can do it. Another really powerful way that I was able to do it was working with a life coach, someone mm-hmm. who just created space for me to just connect to, uh, by asking me really good questions. It gave me a minute to get off of autopilot and ask myself why I was doing the things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a second too to be like, how does that feel in my body? Does that even feel like it's in alignment? How can I do something different? Yeah. So having a mirror is really helpful and an unbiased mirror. Cause like we can ask mm-hmm. our friends, but like, if they're not someone that is, um, an unbiased person, they might have, you know, a reason why they're telling you to do a certain thing or to shift the way that you're doing it. And then we fall into the wanting to fit in category versus finding yourself category. Yeah. So finding that unbiased mirror is really supportive. Mm-hmm. And then I think, uh, what could be really powerful too, is even like, um, if you let yourself just, let's say lay down 
and you just do a body scan. Like, how does my body feel right now in this moment? Or you even just lightly use your fingers to just kind of rub across your body. How does that feel on your body? Mm-hmm. Like, where is there pleasure, pleasure sensation? Where, where are you feeling numb? Usually there's stories behind both of that. And so that's just kind of a catalyst for you to start to notice that your body is giving you sensations, but we have to take a minute to pause, to recognize it. Cause if we're constantly on the go, we are not tapped into our body. We're in our head and we're just moving on autopilot. Oh, that's such a valuable tidbit there. You know, I hate to always try to make it like, how do we, you know, what is the strategy? How do we, you know, I hate to always like make something have a structure, but I know when life is so busy and we're trying to learn something new, having almost like pillars or, 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 or a checklist or a guide to kind of follow can be so helpful to begin to create those habits. Cause I think when we're so busy, we just forget to do things that we don't, aren't ingrained in us to do. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're starting, if you're wanting to start to do these things, like can, is it okay to, or is there a guide that's very much like, hey, let's set this alarm once a day at this time every day? Like, is there a certain amount of times that we need to do something um, and work on this as it as it becomes more in our awareness? So they say 21 days to make a habit, right? So mm-hmm. 21 just kind of came in right off the bat of just like giving yourself that time and actually honoring it. Like mm-hmm. maybe really like when it comes in, like give yourself, even if it's one minute, 60 seconds knowing that that's actually really going to shift how you're starting to witness your body and what it's telling you. I had a client earlier today who was literally talking about the fact that she's like, I haven't recognized my body sensations in like probably her entire life. And what we did is we moved a lot of energy that was happening in her head and we needed to move that so that she could drop back into our body. Because Mm -hmm. when we're constantly lifting our energy up where we're just in the head it doesn't feel natural to push it back down. And so it's really important to even maybe work with an energy healer that allows you to move the energy out of your head mm. um, to be able to access the body. Because if we're constantly going up, it's hard to reacclimate to going down. So if you just give yourself that opportunity, even like once a day for one minute, for 21 days, just mm-hmm. start to notice sensations. That's it. And then at some point, I think it'll start to make sense where you're like, I didn't even realize I had a migraine. I didn't even realize I was feeling so tight in my chest. I didn't even realize I had to go to the bathroom. Like I didn't even realize I was starving, yeah. you know? And then when we start to feed ourselves in those moments <laughs> or full, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Mindful. Be just being mindful for one minute can be so empowering and it's going to help you really connect into the body cues that your body's giving you. Yeah. Mm. I love that. And, and then I think when you connect into them, I guess that's when you can start to almost follow that bouncing ball backwards. Like you were saying that coach yes. did for you. It's like, well, why? Like if you're feeling, if you don't even realize you're feeling bloated, why am I feeling bloated? You know, exactly. was, did I eat something? You know, did I not sleep well last night? Like you can start to actually follow that back to the real source is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really interesting when we do that. If those days where I'm feeling bloated, I'm like, ooh, a lot of times it's connected to stress where I'm like, oh my God, I've just been internalizing a lot of stress and I wasn't Mm. taking the time to process it. And now I realize, okay, if I just give myself a minute to start to process it, it's like then it starts to almost like my body is like releasing it. Cause you think about bloating is happening in like our two energy centers right there where Mm -hmm. we create and where we have our power, you know, our sacral and our solar plexus. Solar plexus. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, those are all connected. Where are you giving your power away? 
And why is that having you feel inflamed in that area? Where are you not feeling creative or connected to your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like our life force energy as women comes from the sacral, right? Like that is that beautiful energy that we can really create the life we want from. And if we're just totally disregarding it, it can start to become inflamed and start to tell a story. Like our body is truly telling the story of our soul when we're not listening. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to have to write that down. Our say that again. Our body is truly telling the story of our soul when we're not listening. Yes. The pain that we're experiencing and where we're experiencing it is telling us the story of our soul. So for instance, if you're experiencing pain on the left side of your body, that's usually a feminine wound of some kind, right? Mm. And that's usually when it's beneath the mouth and on the left side, that's a feminine wound. So sometimes it has to do with unprocessed um, trauma with your mom or a feminine figure or just you and how you're not stepping into your divine feminine energy versus like you're giving, 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 are you letting yourself receive? Yeah. And where is it landing in your body or the left or the right side, right? The masculine energy. So it's, it's truly, it's really fascinating to think about how the body is telling the story of the soul, because it's such a powerful tool of saying, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to make you listen in some way. It's going to feel a little bit painful until you start to pay attention to why the energy is calcifying in that area and causing you pain. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's amazing when I hear you say this, it, it, for me, I can see why this begins to show up. Why, 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 sorry, why symptoms or pain yes. begins to show up more significantly in, in these perimenopause years, because we're, our, you know, one, like there's a greater workload on the body. So now we have less room for more stress happening, but we have that, those, um, hormonal shifts that are impacting the parts of our brain that are becoming more aware of past traumas and past things going on. So yes. it's, it's so interesting to hear you say that because we might come to the table with bloating or, or we might think, you know, not understand what I ate to make this happen or not understand when really what you're saying is that it can actually be deeper than that. It can be from oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And in my experience, it's been, it's almost always deeper than that. And I think it's a twofold mm-hmm. where it's like, what can we do to support the body, the symptoms we're experiencing and where did it come from? What's the deepest root of it? Like what's happening in the unconscious that maybe you're not aware of that your body's now telling the story of, and it's yeah. pointing you to in that direction to focus or to pay attention or to find someone who can interpret it for you if you can't do it yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you notice like now that you've you know been working in this field for a while, do you notice more severe symptoms or this, or people becoming more aware and wanting to work on this specifically for women in the perimenopause years? Like, is it more common then or... Yeah. What can you say about that? Yeah. So it kind of depends on, it's, it's funny because that is where I feel like we wake up to suddenly Mm -hmm. being like, oh my God, I've been living my life for so many other people. And I've been on autopilot. I haven't been paying attention. Mm -hmm. And it does feel like a big spiritual awakening happens in those years where we're suddenly like, is this working for me? Are these relationships working for me? Is my job something that I love? Am I finding deep gratitude or enjoyment in my day-to-day? Do I have unprocessed emotions from my childhood mm-hmm. that are causing me to not feel like I can make money doing what I love? Like th- certain things like that, where it's very interesting, where we start to ask really powerful questions. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is a, a just this beautiful time when we all decide to, or we suddenly are 
noticing that something might feel really off. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful is things break down for us to rebuild it. So I think it can feel like, holy crap, this feels totally Mm -hmm. chaotic. Everything's falling away. What's happening? And it's like the universe is making you uncomfortable so that you move. Yeah. I love that. I always think of the hermit crab when we do that. Mm -hmm. It's like the hermit crab has to grow out of of their shell and then they have to go through this very vulnerable place where they're exposed to find a new shell that fits. And sometimes you leave your shell or sometimes you start this practice of growth and you get scared and you want to go back, but you've already grown. So it doesn't, it doesn't even feel the same back there. And you almost get caught in this place of like, okay, I have to go forward. It's the only place to go. Absolutely. uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that analogy a lot. And that's where it's really powerful to have a guide, Mm -hmm. right? Someone who can guide you to your other shell instead of blindly like like pulling your body to try and find it. It's like, um, hey, over here, you know, like this one looks like it'll fit well, try it on. And so it's like having someone point us in the right direction has us one, feel less alone and scared when we're vulnerable and meeting new sides of ourselves and feeling exposed. Like I think finding someone that you feel really safe with is so important is like, if not one of the most important things when you're letting yourself meet those parts of yourself that you may not have let yourself before. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I think this is a really important thing and it is hard to almost make it super tangible and clear for people to understand. We know that, you know, whenever you're going through this, but because we're talking to women in perimenopause, we know that this plays a role. And yet we're not in a vacuum when we start to go through these things. We still have partners and children and careers that we're kind of working on. So beginning to do this work is scary and hard and I think sometimes overwhelming and can come with a lot of doubts or even guilt. More specifically, I'd say I know for me, when I started to realize in in my in my hormonal shifting that um that there there was more. Like I was meant for more. I had wasn't in that alignment, you know, everything that you're talking about here. I also it kind of came with this major side of like guilt where it's like I should just be happy and grateful for what I have, for what mm-hmm. and not want more. Can you talk about that? Do you know what I'm saying there? And can you talk about absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's twofold. I think we feel like we shouldn't want more because we should just be happy with where we're at. But I think what's really powerful is when we have one foot in gratitude for where we're at and another foot in where we desire to go. I think the two can coexist where it's like, where can I start to actually find like a true feeling of gratitude versus, oh, you should just be happy. Mm-hmm. You should, you should, you should. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's this idea of like, are you authentically feeling grateful and happy or can you shift a little bit around like, what am I actually deeply grateful for right now? to help me create energy momentum to build what it is that I'm desiring to create. And so I think both matter, but just connecting to, is this like truly me feeling gratitude or is this me just saying I should be happy enough? This should be enough. We're meant to continue to evolve. Like you're Mm. truly designed to want more. And I think that that is something we absolutely get to keep doing and creating and evolving into is like, we're always meant for more. So honor that find more of yourself. Like you're just finding more and more of you and honoring more of you. And as you do it, you become more comfortable and then you do it more and then you feel more free. It's like, we're meant and designed to want more. So let yourself follow that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And probably another really valuable reason why, you know, I know you and I both 
have always had coaches or always had guides, but it's another really important reason why having a coach or a guide to help, because these are these limiting beliefs that kind of pop up, right? Or these things that end up holding us back where it's like, well, I want to work on whatever area of my life, you know, and it can be any insert anything like get, getting better at the career that you do love or improving in your relationship or getting healthier, whatever those things are, you know, having the coach and investing in that, I think is not only an energy alignment, but it keeps you from sliding back and normalizes these hard moments where you're like having doubts. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. And what I think is so powerful about coaches is like, I feel like sometimes we'll feel like we've, we we're sliding back and we feel like we've just, okay, I just need to throw in the towel now. And it's like, yeah. no, like, um, you're still making progress. You're just meeting mm-hmm. the sides of yourself that are growing even more. We're never mm-hmm. really, it's like, we're never really sliding backwards more so like we're just learning the lesson even more deeply. It's mm-hmm. integrating even more. And so it's like giving yourself the space to not judge yourself or maybe mm-hmm. having to relearn the lesson a little bit more deeply yeah. for it to integrate even more. Yeah. And I also find that I have learned now over the years of growth. I mean, the more you practice growth and more you kind of face those hard things, you start to realize that when things get really hard, it's act, I feel like you're really close to things getting easier. You know, it's oh, like it seems to be yeah. that moment, right? Just like when yeah. you're, like if you're building muscle or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, we see it in all areas. Like you have to fail in order to actually grow. Otherwise <laughs> it yeah. never happens. So. Okay. I love that you're sharing this because this is the 11th hour that people usually like, well, never mind. It's not, I'm not meant for this. And it's like, yeah. No, what you're doing is you're growing and expanding so that you can now hold the thing that you have created. So for instance, Mm -hmm. if I'm creating, Mm -hmm. let's say I want to bring this amount of money through my business, right? Mm -hmm. I am now learning a deeper level of resilience so that I can have the thing that I want. So this is just that final test that takes you to the next level of saying, now I'm able to let that move through me without it breaking me down. Like this Mm -hmm. is the thing that's gotten me ready for the next thing. And so actually when those things happen, I get really excited. Like I've had like landing pages, like go away or I've built something and then it's like not there. And I'm like, what the, and then I'm like, oh, something really juicy is about to happen because I'm learning deeper levels of trust, resilience. It's all going to work out anyways, even though I'm feeling frustrated, like (laughs) just keep going, keep going. You're like right on the edge of something really juicy and magical. I just got full body shivers when you said that. It's like, I love it. I do forget it sometimes, you know, when things get hard and you get overwhelmed, you know, so wherever, you know, whoever's listening, whenever you go through those moments, but my sister and I sometimes talk about like that moment of like biking up a hill, you know, when you're Mm. biking up and you're like, your legs are burning and you're sucking wind and you're like, oh, I just don't want to do it. But when you like, it's, it's pushing through that last bit, that last summit, when you get to the top, when you see the view, when you get to fly down the hill with the wind in your head, like you have to do the up to get the other piece. And and I think, yeah, when you, when you surround yourself with people or you have a guide that reminds you, you're like, oh no, you're there. You're in it, (laughs) but it's coming. Keep going. Yeah. Yes. Really. Yeah. A really powerful piece. I'm so glad that that came out. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I I do want to kind of drill down and make this, you know, even more real or more tangible, you know, so we can give, you know, 
to kind of recap where we're at. So we understand as women that, or, you know, everybody, but as women in perimenopause, we're going to start to feel things. And part of the things that we're feeling and, um, and symptoms that we're having can actually are often deeper than just what am I eating? And in fact, what I find with coaching clients, it's like, we have to kind of calm some of that hormonal chaos to even have the bandwidth to start to do this work, but then it's time to do this work. This is the work. So you know, uh, there was definitely a time in my life, I know when I was looking for more, when I'd, I'd really felt like there was something inside of me that I just hadn't unlocked yet. Like I didn't know what made me happy even outside of my kids or crossing off my to-do list. And I, and I do actually speak to so many women who feel that way. And when I ask them like, you know, what do you do for just you, right? Like what are the things that actually make you feel happy and satisfied that don't involve all the other people in your life. I've I've seen so many women kind of either be stumped or tear up because they realize they don't know anymore right now. So what do you say to the women, to the woman who is listening to this interview right now, who is struggling with feeling lost or stuck or like she's missing something? What are some things that she can, and we talked a bit about this already, but let's recap it. What are some things that she can actually start to do this week and next week to get there. Yeah. So what's coming through for you right now, if you're listening in is start to make this fun. I think that it can start to feel really heavy where we're like, Oh, I don't know what I want or who I am or all of these things. And it feels really heavy. Mm -hmm. What did you love to do when you were a child? Can you honor that for a second? I think about, um, when I was a child, I would make a microphone out of anything. I had a hairbrush. I had a makeup brush. I was just like singing and dancing and I was on stages. And look, here I am on a microphone with you because it feels so juicy and so Mm -hmm. expansive. And I didn't know that that was what I wanted to do when I grew up. I just knew that it was fun. And that's not what my sisters did because Mm -hmm. they are soul aligned with other things, Mm -hmm. right? But for me, I was the one that was creating the mic or I was the one that was like wanting to you know, just do fun stuff like that. So I really encourage you to maybe take a minute to think about like, what did you love to do when you were a child? And how could you maybe just honor that this week? Did you love to paint? Did you love Mm -hmm. to draw? Did you love to sing? Could you maybe just sing a little bit in the shower? When we have these like micro moments that have our soul kind of light up and get excited, we actually unlock more and more parts of ourselves. It's like unlocking this dormant DNA that like wants to come back online. But until we let ourselves like have a little bit of fun or do something that's playing outside the lines, which by the way, these lines are created by usually other people. Like this is your life, stay within the box. And it's like, we actually want to play outside the lines. So when we think about a moment in time, when we played outside the lines before people told us it was right or wrong, Mm -hmm. that's childhood. So I really encourage people to actually take a minute to say like, what did I love to do when I was younger? And can I just let myself do that? Did you love to go outside? Did you love Mm -hmm. to ride your bike? Did you love, you know, these like micro moments of joy Mm -hmm. will actually allow you to suddenly get into a state of flow where new answers start to drop in that will allow you to then find the next puzzle piece and the next puzzle piece and the next puzzle piece. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you're right. It's like once you, I think when you open one door and it feels right, you start to realize, okay, what's the next door that's opening? I think you were saying that at the very beginning about starting as a life coach and then getting into Reiki. And it's like when you follow the path of what feels great, then the doors do start to open and it becomes easier to walk through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And plugging into high vibrational energy too, I think is really helpful. Like I think sometimes like the world we're playing in or our own microcosm, right? Mm -hmm. Is like a lot of people around us are experiencing like, here's Groundhog Day again, or here we go. You know, it's just low vibrational energy. So it's hard for us to see our divine truth and what excites us outside of what we're experiencing. So if we could start to plug into other people's energies, like podcasts, like coaches, mm-hmm. right? Like um, a great book, Audible, listening to that while we're on our walk, mm-hmm. things that start to inspire us and have us think even bigger, that I think can start to give you some clues as well of just plugging into other energy sources and suddenly realizing like there's a bigger world out there. What if I started to play outside the lines just by doing it vicariously through someone else? Yes. I love that. And I always find like the podcast that I want to binge or the book that I actually want to finish and like, you know, hate to put down like that. Those are the ones that do tell you very a little bit about yourself, about what you like, about what you're interested in that maybe you didn't realize you were. So I love that. So I want to kind of review that. So one, we can start with kind of, you know, reviewing and revisiting our childhood and remembering like those simple things playing outside the lines that we really liked, which I love. And I have discovered even in myself, we Mm -hmm. have horses near where I live and I just adored horses growing up and now just driving past them, like Mm -hmm. feels like in flow for me just to look at them, just to smell them, just to be near there. Just little things like that, I think can make such a huge difference. Yes. And then and then the second is to plug into other people's energies. So whether it is by podcasts or listening to an audible or picking up a book or or, or seeing that friend that you were like, oh, I just want to be in their presence more. I think that can. Mm-hmm. And then I know you said earlier, um, you talked about maybe setting alarm to kind of drop into your body and try to get out of that head. And then, of course, you can always reach out for help. Getting a guide is a really, really powerful way to help you from one little hermit house to the next one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And even if that's taking a class, right? Like an art class, or for me, it was like, um, getting certified in Reiki or taking Mm -hmm. a class about psychic one Oh one, you know, or like zero to psychic. I was like, well, cool. I feel like I have none of that. And I'm curious. And all of a sudden in the class, I was like, wait, I'm doing that already. Oh my gosh. I'm realizing Mm -hmm. Maybe I am psychic. Oh, wait. So it's like, it, then it starts building on itself where you're you're truly just unlocking these different puzzle pieces within mm. you by just following what feels exciting. Mm. Even if other people don't get it, especially if other people don't get it, that's how you know that it's yours. Oh, that is another really amazing, amazing tidbit, especially if people don't get it. That's how you know it's yours. Mm-hmm. Oof. Sorry, I have to write these down. <laughs> I love it. I know, right? I'm like, yeah. I need to be post-noting this somewhere. Like, I feel like I'm channeling this and I'm like, yeah, wow, I love that. Because yeah. <laughs> again, I do think like we get really caught up in in feeling like, um, well, I need to, I always picture it, Christine, it's like, almost feeling like a bit of a whirling dervish in life where you're trying to like clear the path for everyone else in your life for things to go easier overall. But when when you kind of step out of that and you realize it's not necessarily your responsibility to clear the path for others and you can do things for you especially if people don't don't get it that's yeah. when i yeah anyway that was amazing that yeah. was really amazing and thank you of course you know yeah. what i want to add to that too is like yeah. i think we as women want to clear the path for other people but it's directly saying to that person i don't believe that you have the power to do it yourself so it's actually a huge disservice to us because we're taking on all the burdens of other people. And it's actually on a subconscious level telling the other person, I don't think you have the power to do this yourself. Right. 
And it's a huge disservice for them. They can't grow if we're constantly doing it on their behalf. So giving them the opportunity to learn, to grow, to do it themselves, to Mm -hmm. fail at it, to learn how to do it differently, Mm -hmm. then it takes the pressure off of us doing it for everyone and actually gives us more time to dig into the things that we love. Is this something you know so well that you implement like as a mother, as a partner, like, is this something you have now? That's good. I'm so happy to hear that. I think yeah, I need to it took hear it another 150 times before, but yeah. I've heard it before and it's so powerful. You're right. That's yeah. amazing. And believe me, there's moments where I find myself doing things for my son where I'm like, and then I'm noticing, I'm like, this is taking his power away. Like, this is mm-hmm. not me empowering him to do it himself and to learn and to fail and to mm-hmm. trust him to make mistakes. Like if I'm constantly doing it for him, he's not learning and he's just expecting someone else to do it for him. Mm -hmm. So this is actually so empowering for him. And it gives Mm -hmm. me an opportunity to actually flex the sides of myself that want to control things. Like what if I let there, what if I let there be more flow here? What if I let someone learn and grow without the Mm -hmm. having to take on that burden and do it for everyone? Yeah. Or stop trying to control the situation so that you, you know, leave the house at a certain time, like allow it, allow it some of that space. I know for yes. me. Ding, oh ding, ding. Yeah. All the times you're like, let me just tie your shoes for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's like, it's a constant realization where it's like, I am learning it and I'm doing it more and more, but I think it's like, it's going to be a constant practice of just recognizing where I want to deeply control things and do it myself versus mm-hmm. giving over the reins and saying like, I trust you, you can do it. And I trust you universe. Like it's okay. I can let go. That's amazing. Yeah. So I know you have a really great free gift to give away to anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about this. Can you talk a bit about that and how we can learn more from you, Christina? Because I think I think what you're teaching women is so like for me, it feels like water being poured on dry earth. It's like it's what I need to hear and what I need to be surrounded by. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about that, please. Yes. Yeah. So I created something that is so empowering for women who want to connect back into their intuition because I know that when I was younger, I was tapped into it. And then as I got older, I was like, everyone's like, it's a whisper. Just listen for it. Like, and I'm like, I like literally can't hear it. What's like, what's wrong with me? It's frustrating. I don't know who I am. You know, no one's whispering. Yes. And I'm just like, there's no one there besides like the, you know, the thoughts that are ping ponging back and forth. And so what I created was an ability to connect with your intuition through your body because Mm -hmm. our body doesn't lie in a really powerful Mm -hmm. way. And so it's three ways to tap into your intuition through your body. And so it's going to take away all the guesswork of saying like, is this mine? Or am I picking up on someone else's thoughts? I think a lot of women are empaths, which means we don't It's like a level further than being empathetic. We also take in other people's energy and we want to fix it for them. We're just Mm. talking about this. I need to control. I need to do it for other people. And when we do that, it can get really confusing around, is this mine or is this my child's or is this my husband's or my friends or whatever that might be, coworkers. So this gives you an opportunity to get out of your head and into your body and ask your body yes or no questions. And your body will give you a yes or a no that's in alignment with your soul, your highest self. So there's no more guesswork. You no longer have to say, is this mine or is this my husband's or my partner's? This is actually an opportunity for you to connect back into your body and Mm -hmm. say like, what is my soul's yes or no versus Mm -hmm. what is my humanness telling me I should or shouldn't do? 
This gets you back onto that divinely aligned path. It's a really powerful tool. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. I use them every single day. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I agree with you. I think there's so much challenge in life, no matter how far along in your growth path or how happy and fulfilled you feel. It is hard to often wonder, like, I can't tell what I'm feeling and what I, you know, what is what what I'm trying to sacrifice for you because of how you're feeling. It's it's a sticky, it's a sticky place. And so it sounds like this video is going to help us clear that air. And as you say, get to take the thinking out of it, get to know exactly what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's cool is this will take you to, once you start following what you receive, your intuition will get louder. So that's what happened for me when I started using this tool, my body to better understand what my intuition was telling me, I started hearing the whisper that everyone was talking about. And I was like, there she is like, whoa. But it took me almost like this first level of being able to feel the answers through my body to then be able to hear it in my mind and know the difference between my mind, my ego, and my actual intuition. So this is one of those really powerful, there's no more guesswork in it. And then it strengthens that part of you that wants to come online even more. I love that. It's almost like when you find, it's like you finally give her permission to have a voice again. And that's why you get to hear her. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. I'm so excited. So I'll put that in the show notes below, but how else can we find you? How else can we follow you and learn more? Yeah. So follow me on Instagram. If you want to learn more, I do these really fun lives every single day. I I do like a get ready with me. So you're going to see me on there just channeling information, just sharing with you the latest and greatest lessons that I'm learning. Mm. Like we're const- we're consistently learning new things mm. um, and just giving you more tips like you heard today about how to really connect back into your soul and allow that to be your compass. So join me on Instagram. My handle is I am Christina Deering, D-E-E-R-I-N-G. I would love to connect with you there. That's probably the easiest way to connect with me and where I play the most. Um, so absolutely connect with me there. And, um, I also do something called wig and out Wednesdays where I wear a wig and then I just do fun, like spiritual things <laughs> just oh to bring God. more light and love into the healing space that can feel really heavy. Like let's make this more fun. So mm-hmm. I know that that makes people laugh while we talk about heavy stories and so, or heavy can feel heavy, um, energy. It really lightens it and allows you to almost like, um, experience it more deeply because you're not letting it take over in a way, like it's not feeling so heavy. Suddenly you're like, I could do this. It doesn't feel like so heavy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Quick question. How many wigs do you have? And is this just something you love? That's why you have all these wigs. (laughs) So hilarious. Um, I've been playing with filters right now. Cause like I was like for a while, I did this like two years ago and it made me laugh because I did it. And then it's like two years went by and people were still like, remember when you used to wear a wig and talk about like, um, I don't even remember what you talked about, but I just loved joining you with like the wig on, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, I have to bring this back. The fact that two years later, people are talking about the days where I wore wigs. Um, and so I've been playing with actually filters for wigs, but I do have like five wigs in my house, um, that I can also throw on when I don't feel like wearing like a filtered wig. Yeah. I love that. Uh That's exciting. Yeah, it's great. My husband's like, what is in this box? What's going on? And I'm like, don't worry about it. (laughs) All the Amazon boxes with wigs. He's like, oh, just ignore the Amazon box at the door. Yeah. He he opens it. He's like, oh my God, this is an actual man's wig. And I'm like, I know, don't ask. (laughs) 
I love it. Thank you, Christina. This has been amazing. Sisters, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go follow Christina. Download this freebie that she's giving you. Start to drop in to who you are and remember to to think about what you loved as a child and, and take the time to start to know yourself because life gets easier when you're in the flow. So true. So true. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Thanks, Christina. Everyone go out, be more in your lives and not just less on a scale. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.